Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 10th day of August. I'm Paul White, and today we go with Jesus and his friends Peter, James, and John into the Garden of Gethsemane. We're on our journey through Mark chapter 14. We've arrived at verse 32. They came to a place which was named Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. That that phrase means place of the olive press. I sat in Gethsemane in March of this year. I looked across the valley at the Temple Mount, but I, I stayed and tried to sit quietly in this little garden that now has a church that has been built in the last hundred years attached to it called the Church of All Nations. Um, Fascinating architecture because the inside of the church is designed to look like perpetual night with so it's dark, but it's designed that on the ceiling it looks as if it's uh, starlight. It's a, it's a fascinating church, and it also houses the rock that is believed to be the place that Jesus sweat, as it were, great drops of blood. And Natasha and I visited the Church of All Nations early in our tour, or, well, not early, but earlier, in our tour, and then on our last day, we stayed an extra day in Jerusalem and found ourselves, we just wanted to go back to Gethsemane. It was such an amazing place. Found ourselves there during a rainstorm, and for some reason, not one person, I guess because everyone, you know, saw that it was going to rain and we didn't care, we were already on foot, not one person was there. We were in the Church of All Nations all by ourselves, and when I look back on my trip to Jerusalem, that's one of my fonder memories is sitting in that chapel, hearing the rain outside and walking over to that stone. Those are the things I don't bother to do with big crowds. I'm not going to stand in line for it, but there was literally no one there. So walking over to that stone and putting my hand down on it and not knowing if that was the stone that Jesus had sweat on, but imagining that it might be um, was, was a pretty awesome moment. The garden itself is a pleasant little spot that sits just east of the Kidron Valley and just west of Bethany. So when Jesus, who's been sort of coming back and forth between Jerusalem and Bethany each day of Passion Week, he must have made it his habit every evening to stop off in Gethsemane and pray. I say this because when Judas tells the leaders that he can deliver them to Jesus because he knows where he'll be, he takes them straight to Gethsemane. And it must not have been totally common knowledge because the leaders didn't know he would be there, but Judas did. There was something about Gethsemane that attracted Jesus, that caused him to want to spend time there. Sit here while I pray, he says to the body of his disciples. But then in 33, he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. And he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. Um, before I hit record today, it struck me that I, I, you, the way I used to think, and it's I, I have to kind of work sometime to get my mind back into that mode because I've come so far in my own thinking that 
the way I used to think is literally the way I used to think, and it's not the way I think now, and so I have to go find it. There was a time early on when I had heard it taught and preached enough that I kind of believed it, that if you were discouraged or down, it was a product of the devil, and you needed to rebuke him so that you could have the joy of the Lord. And when I watched Jesus in Gethsemane, his days of rebuking the devil were in the wilderness. He's not rebuking the devil in Gethsemane. He's facing the reality of human death. And that is distressing even to Jesus. I am moved by the God that becomes man. I heard someone of another faith online the other day talking about how they used to be a believer in Christ, but they started asking questions that Christians couldn't answer. And one of them was had to do with God becoming a man. He said, I can't. He said, I got to where I could not worship a God that was human. And I thought, we're doing a terrible job if this man believed on Jesus, but then when he realized he was human, it struck him he couldn't serve a God that was human. We're doing a terrible job preaching the cross. Christ become, God becomes man so that he can die as men. The whole point of this Christian journey is living out of the resurrected life of the new man on the earth and not having to be enslaved by the old man. Jesus is living in the first Adam's body. <laughs> if, I know I'm, I'm, I'm being dramatic there, but for sort of theological purposes, let's say it that way. It's going to break down and die. And Jesus is facing the death that faces the family of Adam. And he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Even his soul is exceeding sorrowful. So I want to say a word of encouragement to someone out there who's distressed and you're in sorrow. Stop thinking that you're being used or or abused or deceived by the devil. Some things in your life are distressing and sorrowful. And the way to get through them is to just get through them, is to face them, is to cry through them, is to sweat through them, is to pray through them, not to deny them, not to feel guilty about them, and not to act as if you've lost your spirituality or your soul because you go through them. Because Jesus went through them, it tells me going through them is part of the process of being the sons of God. He encourages them to stay here and watch. He goes a little farther and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. He asks the Father if it's possible to let this pass away. I want to start there and get deeper into his prayer tomorrow. Be encouraged today. Even if you're sorrowful, even if you're distressed, you're not alone. God bless.